Thank you for joining us for the Local Church Podcast. At Local Church, we value each person's unique experience with faith and hope this message impacts you today. Hi, Local Church. Well, what a delight. Finally, we meet. There you are in Ottawa, Canada with two of the finest leaders on earth, Pastor Levi and Nadia Mary Church, great friends of ours, long-term friends of ours, helped us in all sorts of ways in our church with our youth, preaching at our conferences. Our guys love them. And I'm glad you are too. They're in Ottawa, Canada. My Lord, I'm a Canadian, well, half Canadian. My mother was from British Columbia and uh, Vancouver. So I have a little twang in my accent sometimes that people comment on. But it's such a delight to be with you and to be sharing with you this beautiful weekend uh, service and what a day to be alive. There are all kinds of amazing things happening around the earth. And it just depends what report you're going to believe as to whether it's going to be a great future ahead of us or something that's very uncertain. I believe it's a great future, a certain future and a powerful future. So today I'm going to be sharing with you Faith Steps Out. I preach faith a lot and uh, that's because I've needed it a lot. And uh, doing what we do, we've planted nearly 600 churches around the world. We've uh, had all sorts of conferences, schools. We've started schools and Bible colleges and doing, doing a few things here and there around, around the world and constantly in need of the power of God to provide for buying buildings, to provide leaders. We need hundreds of leaders and uh, literally thousands actually of leaders, worship leaders and all kinds. So we are believing God all the time to see major cities around the world impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit and, and touched by God. And I know that your pastors, Pastor Levi and Nadia, are going to do exactly that there in the city of Ottawa. In Jesus' name, I pray with all my heart for your great congregation, the mighty local church, to be so powerful in that city, reaching from the top of society to the very bottom and reaching everybody in between through connect groups, through reaching out in the streets with care uh, initiatives, etc. I know that God has empowered you. He has called you. He has clothed you with faith and with power to accomplish things that are beyond your wildest dreams. Remember this together, we accomplish far more than we could ever do on our own. So keeping great relationships with one another is essential to building the church. We are in unity, we are in power. When we're in agreement, we are in authority. And uh, that's why the devil tries to divide us, tries to create offenses between believers. Oh, We've got to get beyond it. We've got to forgive each other. Just let it go. Pray for them. Bless them. Get bigger than the situation. Let it be like water off a duck's back and move on. And we find ourselves moving forward, forgetting those things that are behind. Wounds and old grievances and whatever. Just love one another, the Bible says, and move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm believing that you there in Ottawa, in Canada, in the local church, are going to be just those people who can step out in faith. And that's what I'm talking about here today. Luke 5, verse 1 to 10. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone from them and was washing their nets. 
Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked them to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Okay, this is, this is interesting, right? Because uh, this is saying to these guys who were cleaning their nets to launch out into the deep and let down their nets for a catch. This is not a day to be sitting on the shore. This is not a day to be just cleaning nets, just looking after the church, just looking after the network of relationships that we have, just cleaning out the Coca-Cola bottles and the old fish scales and skeletons and mud and dirt and rocks out of the net. I mean, we need clean nets, but we can't forever be on the shore trying to fix up the church. There's got to come a day where we actually see ourselves as men and women of God, called by God in heaven to be in the marketplace, to go out into the deep, sometimes where we haven't been before. But let me say this to you. No matter what you do, whether you are an accountant, whether you are an online salesperson, you design websites, whether you sell cars, whether you're a dentist, whether you're a gardener, whether at this point you are looking after communications, whatever, running a company, management, you might be a construction person, you might be a landscaper, anything. I want you to know that you are called by God to be doing what you're doing. You're as called as I am. And just because a person stands behind a pulpit doesn't mean they're the man of God. Everybody in a congregation, are called by the Lord to actually be in that marketplace and letting down their nets of love, of kindness, of caring, reaching out to people as disciples of Jesus. You and I are called to actually be those people in the marketplace. Only 3% of Christians are going to find themselves behind a pulpit or on a stage. That doesn't mean that everybody else is not called or aren't ministers. All of us are called and when we come together today in the house of God, it's so that we can be empowered and equipped to do that work that Jesus is saying to these guys, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. So Peter says, look, we've worked hard all night and we've caught nothing. Now that's, that's, a, that's an amazing problem to have when you've been working hard. And it didn't work. I mean, you might have been working hard at your business, working hard at your whatever it is. For these guys, it was fishing. And they were good fishermen. And they knew the fishing area. And so they're saying, he says back to Jesus, hey, look, it's kind of like in the background. You're a carpenter. I'm the fisherman. Don't tell me when to go out into the, into, into the fishing grounds. I mean, I know this lake like the back of my hand. I grew up on the shores here. So like we've worked hard, Lord. This is after he said, launch out of the deep, let down your nets for a catch. We've worked hard. We worked hard at getting this happening. Didn't work. Worked hard with our business. It hasn't happened. But they hadn't yet listened to Jesus. When we get to the end of our effort, often that's when God's power starts to manifest. When we get to the end of our wisdom, that's when we access His. 
when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when we start with God. Very often we've got to, and sometimes we've just got to go through failure and disappointment to get to the end of ourselves so that we find God. A miracle is exactly that. It's something that happens when we have exhausted all of our options, when we, we haven't got anything else, we've got no other way for something to happen. We need God. But it would be, wouldn't it be smarter if before we had gone out that first time to go fishing, we'd looked up. And I would say this to you, before you do anything, look up and say, Lord, because that's where faith comes from. When you know He's spoken to you, you get a word from God and the faith that we need comes from hearing the word of God. So as we look up and look to Him, before we rush ahead, we're going to find ourselves getting blessed because we do what He told us. Now, this is super important. Now, honestly, this is really, really important. This is the difference between having Jesus as Savior and having Him as Lord. For a lot of us, He's our Savior. We came to the cross, saved us from our sins, delivered us from addictions, set us free. Woo! We're free. But He wants us to take another step beyond that to where we actually surrender our lives to Him. So that it's not what the Lord can do for us now, it's what we can do for Him. So it's taking my saved, redeemed life and putting it at His disposal. So now I'm looking up to Him. What do you want me to do? Not, I'm going to do this and could you help me do it, Lord? I'm going to do this and I want you to bless what I put my hand to. Sometimes that's what our preaching sounds like. And, it's, and that's not quite really how we, we should be presenting following Jesus. To be a disciple means I'm going to follow Him whether it blesses me or not. I'm going to make a radical choice to follow Christ whether the whole world decides not to. Doesn't matter if there are scandals uh, in the church. Doesn't matter if the person who led me to Christ falls away. I have made up my mind. I have decided I will follow Jesus. And so I become a disciple who's saying, I want you, Lord, to guide me in regards to this fishing. And then they would have got it right the first time. But they didn't. They had to go through that experience of failing. And then they said, finally, God, what do you think? Well, he, they didn't even do that. Jesus just said, look, I've used your boat for preaching from. Let me pay you, but you're getting some fish. And they said, we've worked out all night. Oh, Lord, you're the carpenter. We're fishermen. Yeah, go home. We'll all go home. It's all right. He looked at them while they were saying, we have worked hard all night through the dark. That's a tough thing to do. I meet a lot of pastors. I pastor a lot of pastors and they feel like they've been in the dark, in isolation, lockdown, haven't been able to be with their congregation for so long and feeling discouraged, disempowered. I go, oh, look, to, look up, get, get the word from the Lord. What, what's He telling you to do? And, uh, and you, you'll get faith. Put faith in your heart and you'll hear God. You'll hear God because He speaks to faith. His power is attracted to faith. So as, as these disciples heard Jesus' word, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch. Go on, you got to do it again. Let down your nets for a catch. We just cleaned them. We don't want to get them dirty. All bring them back and clean them. It's going to be a pointless exercise, Jesus. He says, launch out in the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Don't just let down your nets. Have faith inside that I'm letting down my nets for a catch. I'm planting churches to grow. I am expanding 
this congregation and starting new locations around the city so that we will grow. I'm putting out nets for a catch. I'm not anticipating that I'm going to get nothing. I'm anticipating faith sees a future that is guaranteed by the Word of God. So, at the end of Peter's objection, he says, Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Got to love that. Faith and obedience go together. It takes a lot of faith to obey God. He might guide you to walk around a city for seven days and you're a military commander. It takes faith to do that. He might tell you his fire is going to come down on the sacrifice at the end of a day when your competitors are trying to get the same thing happening for eight hours. So you've got to have faith to do that. What if it doesn't happen? You've got to have faith to step out on water and start walking. Jesus did that. But he had a word in his heart from God. This book that I wrote on faith talks about all these different pathways. In this, We've been teaching this in our Bible college for nearly 30 years. I wrote it that long ago because I thought, this is the walk that God has called me to. I need to understand what faith is and how to switch it on because that is exactly what you've got to do. You will find doubt will force its way into your world, local church. Faith doesn't force itself. You've got to switch it on. So when you're in doubt and discouraged, you think, oh, I don't know what to do. Switch your faith on. So I'm going to start believing. Today I'm going to start believing. Then you, the devil will take, take part in that emotional sort of inner voice saying, but what if it doesn't happen? We ignore that. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And if it doesn't happen, I'll just switch it on again. And I'll go again. Because faith gets up again. It gets up again. Even when it seems like it fails. And there are plenty of times that that happened through Scripture. When the man's knocking on the door at midnight, his friends go away. But he keeps on coming back. The nature of faith is to push through opposition, to push through setbacks. When we were trying to build our buildings here, we got set back so many times over a period of eight years. I got to tell you, my faith was flagging. Our people's faith was flagging. I was saying, oh, maybe this isn't God, you know, at times. But then I could hear that word inside my spirits and get up again. We went again to the council and again to the council and then again. And it's embarrassing to go back to people who've rejected you. So what are you doing here again? We told you no. Well, we're back here again. That's what faith is. It's facing that embarrassing awkwardness, pressing into it and saying, well, I'm back here again, and refusing to give up. That's what faith is. It's not just believing something. It's an action that overcomes our own internal reticence and, and reluctance and hesitations to do things, but overcome it. Say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to break through. And, it, and that's what a breakthrough is. You've hammered, 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 hammered with that, with that uh, pneumatic drill against the wall. And then boom, you get a breakthrough. But you'd never have got the breakthrough if you hadn't been hammering with a pneumatic drill for however long. So that is that understand that when faith steps out, it's part of an entire process. That's bringing something to pass. So they say, nevertheless, at your word. I love that word, nevertheless, right? All of us have got a nevertheless in our lives. If we're a bit negative, somebody says, oh, it's going to be a great market this, uh, this summer. The share prices of this are going up. 
Yeah, nevertheless, there's this always to consider. And, you know, the, just the wet blanket person, the, the joy killer, and, and sort of the faith police come around. You know, I don't, don't really believe that that's going to be happening. This positive, confident message. What's that all about? Christianity is meant to be sincere and just, you know, quiet. But you, you're saying that you can actually possess the land? Joshua, the Joshua spirit, you can take what God promised? Exactly. And he is disappointed if we don't. He takes no pleasure in people who shrink back, get small and move backwards. He takes pleasure in people of faith, people who are believing, who enlarge, who move forward, who say we can accomplish this faith. When you switch that faith on, it will maximize who you are. It will maximize your potential. It will liberate the gifts that are within you, every single one of you. And moving together as, a, as believers, you will accomplish the impossible. People look at that and say, how did you do that? It's because your faith connected with God's power and you saw miracles come to pass. So here's Peter rowing out. He's sort of like, oh yeah, well, I'll just humor Jesus. I'll, I mean, he's not convinced at all. Not convinced at all that anything's going to happen. So he's there rowing ever so slowly, people. Just, and, and he's, Jesus said, let down your nets, plural. Had nets on the end. Nets for a catch. Says Peter had one net, singular, in the boat. He took a net. So he's rowing so slowly. And he's grumbling. He's not happy. I don't even follow Jesus. If anything's going to happen, I don't know. I'll just let this net down in the shallows. What would he know? He's like, ah, oh, but I mean, I'll just let it down in the shallows. It's, it's, he, he won't figure that one out. He throws a. He heard Jesus says, I said the deep. How does he know that's the deep? Not the deep, the shallow. I'll show you. I'll show you. And he's rowing right out of the middle of the seven kilometer wide Lake of Gennesaret. Out there in the middle. He says, is this deep enough, everybody? There he is in the middle of the lake. He says, look, see, throws the net out. No fish. And he feels the pull. He's like, he looks down and there's a whole school of tuna gone into the net. Boom. Just like that. Then he sees dolphins coming along. They're in the net. Then a great orca, killer whale, comes in the net. A flock of geese coming out of the sky. They're flying into the net. Crabs, lobsters, everything. Next thing, he's just on the bow of that boat, water skiing around Lake Gennesaret. Finally, the boat crunches up on the shore. You gotta, you gotta admit, people, that's a tad exaggerated. That I'm just, you know, a little carried away. But here we are on the shore, and Peter's on his knees, and he says, "Forgive me, Jesus. I never thought anything like that was going to happen." He said, "I'm a sinner. I, I, I doubted you. I, I didn't believe that this could happen." It brought him to his knees. It's an astonishing thing. You know what, though? Jesus said to him, Peter, this is not about fish. He says, from now on, you're going to catch people. And the point of that message is right there, where Jesus said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And he did. 
On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached his first sermon ever. And 3,000 people, religious, devout, hard-hearted religious people came to Christ, gave their hearts to Jesus. That's amazing. That's powerful. And that was because he was empowered with the Holy Spirit. But here he is learning with a visual lesson that would never leave his mind, imprinted, burned into his memory for the rest of his life. When you think you've worked hard and you've caught nothing and you've worked all night long and you just want to go home and have breakfast, you want to have maple syrup on your pancakes as they do in Canada and you want to have your butter and your sausages and bacon, not for vegetarians, obviously, but whatever. You, you just want to go home. This following Jesus business. Oh, I've tried. I thought I was doing what he wanted me to do. And look, it, it didn't work. But then he says, okay, you know what? God, I didn't believe that what you said was true, but here it is right in front of my eyes. And so a lot of us who've been trying to win our families to Christ, our friends, a lot of us as pastors, we've been working out there trying to win our communities. We say, I've worked hard all night. We've caught nothing. Look up. Get some guidance. When Jesus stopped teaching, he said to Peter, now, listen, this is what I want you to do. Launch out into the deep. Don't do these shallows. I want you to launch out and let down your nets. Now, they caught so many fish that day that it broke the net, the one net that he took out. Other boats had to come out and help him. And finally, they got all the fish in the boats. If he had taken out nets, as Jesus had told him, and that's how I know he was grumbling. He, he was just humoring Jesus. If he had taken out the nets, if he had gotten ready, prepared in faith for what is coming, he would have been in a a totally different story. Here's the thing. Let's get ready for a gigantic incoming of people to the kingdom of God. Let's get ready to launch out into the deep and let down nets of connect groups, of interns, of colleges, training and new locations. Let's get ready and make our infrastructure ready for a great harvest of souls. And that means that every one of us rises up, not just as church attenders, but become literal living members of a body with an active role. And we put our hand up, whether it's greeting people at the gate, whether it's showing them to their seat, whether it's welcoming them at the door. And this is just in church life whether it's cleaning up the yard afterwards, making it presentable, whether it's just being available for whatever. Not saying, oh, well, I'll wait till my teaching gift can get on a stage. No, don't wait for that. Just try and and grow a connect group. Try and build the body that you're in. And as you align yourself with the vision of Pastor Levi and Nadia, as you align with that, that, the force of that alignment, of that unity, will bring to pass so many unbelievable things in the city of Ottawa. We love you guys. And look, just before I finish, can I ask if there's anyone at all who's never reached out to Christ? I mean, 
you've never, you, you sort of need to just turn to Him because you, you might have turned away from Him at some stage. You might have turned aside from Him. All it takes is turning to the Lord in, on, in the inside. And when you do that, you'll find His arms are all around you. If you've never done that, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, or if you've been away from Him and you need to come back, or maybe you go to church, but you're not sure if you're going to heaven. I'd really like you to, today, say, yeah, that's me. I want to do that. So maybe uh, just at the end of this service, you could chat with somebody, but maybe even now, you let me pray for you. So maybe if everybody closes their eyes right across the congregation, and if that's you, you've never prayed that prayer, Jesus, come into my life. Or you've been away from God and it's, it's time to come back. Or you're just not sure you're going to heaven. Right now, wherever you are, could you please just raise your hand? Just raise it up for me. Right across the hall. I'll wait for a few moments for everybody to have the time to do that. But please raise it up now. Say, that's me. I've never prayed that prayer. I'm coming back to Christ. I want to make sure I'm going to heaven right now. Wherever you are, please raise your hand. And let me pray for you. Father, I ask that your power fill these hearts. Your presence fill that room, fill this church. Bless these newcomers, these friends, these visitors, these guests, Lord, in the house today. We pray for your blessing to rest on their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. We are so glad you joined us for the Local Church Podcast. To get connected, please follow us on social media and check out our website for groups and other ways to get involved.